This is Springfield by John O'Mar and Dreams, a new track from those Sydney artists. Up before it, you heard from MGMT with When You Die. And it is now time for Movies, Movies, Movies. Film Lords Jack and Andre have been over in the US for Slam Dance and Sundance film festivals. So we've been getting our Movies, Movies, Movies fix sent direct from there. They're now in LA and in today's edition, they'll be reviewing the two films Phantom Thread and I, Tonya. They'll also be telling us a little bit about their time in the US. And I should say a quick thank you to Robbie Armfield for whipping up the temporary Movies, Movies, Movies stings. I haven't had a chance to listen to them yet, but I'm entrusting that he's done a great job. Let's have a listen to what Jack and Andre have been up to. Hey Bridie, it's Jack and Andre, we're the Film Lords and we're back for another week of Movies, Movies, Movies. I'm sorry for my little stuff this week, it's 82 degrees here, I'm wrapped up, I'm drinking ginger kombucha and popping vitamin C. I picked up this infamous flu that's been killing everyone around the States from Sundance. But on the bright side though, Jack and I are pretty starstruck, we just <laughs> had an encounter with a pretty hectic filmmaker, musician, celeb at a Trader Joe's, but first up... <laughs> So this week we're going to have two reviews mm-hmm. and then we're going to come at you with some deals, what's happening around Sydney yeah. and, you know, a couple of songs and just, mm-hmm. like, hold your attention for the next 40 minutes. And then also in honour of the upcoming Athkers, we're going to go on a bit of a Margot Robbie tangent, I think. I it, think we have to. We It's kind of necessary for Honestly, us to, to jam on that. <laughs> people here, like, really believe in, like, manifesting things and I mm-hmm. think while we're in Hollywood, while we're in LA, while we're close to home base of the Oscars, we should really manifest a win for Margot Robbie because mm-hmm. she's a real underdog at the moment. Absolutely. I think also being in the City of Angels, it's just uh, totally appropriate for us to really go down this tangent and uh, really share our love and uh, cross our fingers. Okay, but first, can we please do... Like, can we tell our, like, nerdy celebrity moment that we had in L.A.? Like, everyone's had their yep. celebrity moment, and we just had ours. We were talking about her not two weeks ago. Because she's got a movie coming out. She's directing her first movie. But she's better known for her singing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, Adelaide Girl. See you fella! We definitely we peaked and we peaked also at Trader Joe's. Yeah, we we met Sia. <laughs> we met Sia. We were definitely performing. We saw her across Trader Joe's and we were totally performing for her. We were doing our Australian accents and she kind of turned to us and was like, are "You guys Australian?" Yeah. And she was like pissing herself, laughing. I was shaking blueberries, saying, "I love Trader Joe's." She's like, "I yeah. love Trader Joe's too." And then. She was like, where are you guys from? And Andre was like... Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide. Because we knew that she was from Adelaide. And, and I am her. from Adelaide. Mm. And then we had like a big Adelaide hug. And we just quietly, chatting. I was like, I don't go back if I can help it. I'm really sorry. I love Adelaide. No, but that's totally fine. She was like, me neither. She's not going back to Adelaide anytime soon. She's not going soon. back to Adelaide anytime soon. She's having too much fun in Trader Joe's Silver Lake. And then she said, welcome to Hollywood, which was the best part of the whole chat. She welcomed us into the Los Angeles area. It was amazing. I don't think we're going to leave, to be honest. We're going to do the show live from here, like yeah. every single time now. definitely true. Okay, so, moving on, back to movies, movies, movies. Um, okay, what's happening this this week? What's our news? I mean, for me, I've got to say, like, from the last week in Sundance, my two highlights were definitely the MIA documentary, which we talked about, which obviously has the best soundtrack outside Assassination Nation, which I went to twice, um, which has music from Sevda Lisa, Abra, Cardi B, Ennio Morricone, and, like, it's just the most badass movie of, like, the last ten. It's the best movie since Scream. I mean, my, my pick for Sundance isn't as cool as that. I definitely love the Diablo Cody 
Jason Reitman film Tully, which is the team behind Juno, and that was starring Charlize Theron. Um, it's all about pregnancy, all about mega depression, but also in Diablo Cody's wicked funny style. That is uh, what stuck with me. But, but also what stuck with you was that awesome find you had. Which one was that? The Australian filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it's you, every, every person wishes that they could come across a little gem in some obscure, small, little video shop, and that's what... It's, this is, that's exactly what happened when we were at Park City. We were rustling through some DVDs at Slamdance. We were at the front counter of the festival looking at their DVDs that they were selling, and they had a collection of short films, and one of the short films in the collection was a probably let me just say impossible to find short film by Jennifer Kent who made The Babadook it's called Monster and I cannot wait to bring that back to Australia we haven't even watched it yet we haven't watched it yet it's, it's eight minutes long I'm so keen for it maybe I'll watch it before I watch her new movie that's coming out that was shot in Tasmania about colonial violence oh my god anyway and also on top of that we also got the Oscar noms that while we were at the mecca of film and let me just say we got two okay Jack and I because of the first text we received on this show was referring to the fact that no one ever talks about the Matrix Jack and I are going to make a special effort to refer to the Matrix at one point in each episode and it comes in a beautiful form this time which is the fact that the first ever transgender filmmaker was nominated is nominated for an Oscar in the in in a, in a role as a director, and it is for the film Strong Island, which is uh, up for the Best Documentary Oscar, um, and it's by Jans Ford, and promises to be a total, total hit, and there's also that beautiful... A foreign, Fantastic Woman. A Fantastic Woman that's uh, nominated, it's nominated in the for Best, in, like, um, best Foreign Film. film. There's a spider on my hand. Um, which follows a trans woman's uh, love affair, I think, with an older man. Which we haven't seen yet, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So keen for that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's uh, get back to the deals, though. So what's happening? No, we're going to do deals later on. Deals but right later now, on. we're going to throw it back to you, Bridie. Chuck on a song, make us proud, and we'll be back with the reviews after a short break. Yeah, talk soon. In his own bed, wet, and bad boys with stunned. We're midway through movies, movies, movies here on Mornings with Brady Tanner. And up next is Jack and Andre's two reviews on Phantom Thread and I, Tonya. And I must thank my good friend and co host on Saturday Mornings Wake Up program, Robbie Armfield, for his quick work on The Stings on FBI Radio. I'll be reviewing Phantom Thread by Paul Thomas Anderson. Whatever my is, this is the best movie of the year, but what you're about to get is more of a eulogy from me than an actual review, so I'm going to rely on Jack to fill in plot points. <laughs> Phantom Thread is a film about an asshole obsessive clothes maker, couturist, seamstress, who makes really expensive outfits for extremely wealthy people in a period that is probably middle 20th century. All is well for his career and artistry until he meets a waitress at a restaurant who soon becomes his lover, obsession, wife, muse, collaborator, enemy, and total nightmare. The movie is so, 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 so excellent in showing the appetite for creative excellence, appetite for romance, appetite for bitchiness. This is handled especially well by Day-Lewis's assistant, who's played by Leslie Manville in a stunning turn, and also appetite for control. 
Movies that evoke hunger are always so fun to watch. Think Marie Antoinette, Devil Wears Prada, especially when they're handled by really talented people like in the case of Phantom Thread. But if you're like me and don't really jam with Paul Thomas Anderson's previous work as a director like Magnolia, There Will Be Blood, Inherent Vice, actually come to think of it, I don't really give a shit about any of his movies except for The Master. This movie is certainly for you. Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood does the score, and seriously, I can't think of a single flaw in this absolute jam of a movie. It's definitely the melodrama of 2018 movies. Jack, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is the Lord melodrama of 2018? I thought that was a good comparison. Maybe not. Tell me more. Yeah, of course it is. It's so gorgeous. It's so, like, it's such a, like, I hate to use the word sumptuous, but Mm. it's, like, such a sumptuous film. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, such a matinee movie. Like, don't see this movie after, like, 6 p.m., seriously. Mm -hmm. Go in the morning. Be awake for it. Be ready to be moved. It'll make you really inspired for the rest of your day. Mm. But... Like, I don't know, or go at night. I mean, I... It's one of those movies where I feel like every single review for it has been so spot on, even if it's been hella wanky, like sumptuous, divine, scrumptious, eat me up. Like, all those... And, like, it has all these elements that I just think we should usually hate. Like, it just feels like a movie that, like, your aunt would recommend to you because of the dresses. Like, it's so gorgeous. Mm. And I look at the dress and I'm like, look, I don't... No, but I I get it. Mm. I get it. They're so crunchy. It's definitely a cut above the dressmaker. Don't want to give a dig to an Australian filmmaker, but it definitely is the best movie about fashion that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I think I think we're both giving it five. If there was any five that we could give, we give it five. We I need to remind people as well that we had a really 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 big fight before the screening, and then came out of it totally together and reinvigorated film BFFs. So if you want a film to just totally lift your spirits and make you love sitting in front of a screen for ages, maybe this could be it. Jack's looking suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, I want to say more about it, though. I feel like we're not doing it justice. So that's the only I thing. know, but we also have, like, we've got to move on to, like, an Australian film, and I think that there's only so much time in this segment. Okay, fine. It's been on Phantom Thread. Go see Phantom Thread. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to totally. hype it. Phantom Thread comes out this Thursday, February 1st. And now on to Jack's review of I, Tonya. I, Tonya is the most Australian movie at this year's Oscars. It stars Margot Robbie in her Oscar-nominated turn as the defiant but not entirely innocent American Olympic figure skater Tonya Harding. Basically in 1994, before the Olympics, someone smashed Tonya's American teammate's knee in with a collapsible baton. It turned out to be a messy plot to intimidate her in response to a death threat that Tonya assumed had come from the teammate, but it really just spiralled out of hand. Tonya claimed she had no idea about the claim of violence, and look, who knows? The main characters each blame and deny the abuse they inflicted upon each other, which the real Tonya said in an interview with the New York Times after seeing the film was just the tip of the iceberg. And she loved the film, by the way. Alison Jenny is psychopathic in her role as a poor, selfish mother, and she's sure to win the Oscar for it. I, Tonya has more music and joy in a movie about domestic violence than probably anything else you're likely to see, which has brought it some criticism. The film works because it doesn't need her to win, because she didn't. She lost the lot. It works because it shows all the mistakes and lies and effort along the way and how no person is truly on their own or has themselves to blame. It's like Bernie meets Carrie meets Blaze of Glory meets Black Swan meets Muriel's Wedding and sure to be loved by anyone who has seen the scary side of suburban or romantic life and escaped manipulation and guilt to run away and find their true family. When you said Carrie, I was like, how is that like Carrie in Sex and the City? But you meant Carrie the horror movie. Carrie the horror movie with the evil mom. I was listening to a guy in America talking about the movie and he was like, yeah, it feels like it's trying to be like a wannabe Martin Scorsese. In my mind, I'm like, 
Yeah, let's get like an Australian filmmaker to be the next Martin Scorsese and like get that guy right off. <laughs> and put a woman right at the center of it. Totally. This movie is hectic. It's probably the best woman determined to conquer a sport movie since like Mulan, I think. I also just thought this would be one we would like disagree on. I was kind mm. of excited to have a fight with you over it because mm. you usually don't like these kind of poppy movies that race through time periods with like suburban Mm. no but like like it's very suburban Mm. and very like it does feel Australian Mm. the whole Mm -hmm. film feels really just like casual and friendly you know that there's a triple axle drink that's named after her because her name now is Tonya Price not Tonya Harding I'm trying to find the recipe but all I remember of it is it's like watermelon liquor um, pineapple liquor mango liquor orange liquor like everything look it up but (sighs) The triple axle. That's it's wild. The drink of this summer. It's the drink. It's your Oscars drink. Mm. Everyone's gonna make a triple axle before the mm. Oscar screening. Mm-hmm. Watching Margot Robbie lose to like Frances McDormand in a movie that she oh obviously God, didn't enjoy being in. Oh my God, that's so true. Has anyone met anyone that liked uh, Three Fences, uh, Billboards, uh, Looking Over Epping, Missouri? Like, has anyone actually enjoyed watching that movie? Yeah. Text in, because please do. I'm, I kind of want to talk to them. I don't know. is the number you can text in on and tell Jack and Andre whether or not you liked three billboards. They'd love to hear from you. We're going to go to a track which came in as a request from our film lords, a new release by Jack White. This is Respect Commander. And when we come back, deals, deals, deals. Your mornings with Bridie Tanner on FBI Radio. That was Respect Commander by Jack White. New one from him. Still going. You're on Mornings, and this is Movies, Movies, Movies with Jack and Andre. They're over in LA, but they've still found time in between all the fun to bring us the best film and cinema deals happening in Sydney. Deals, deals, deals time, y'all. What should you check out this week in Sydney on the cheap or on the special menu? I know, or as Bridie likes to say, or Bridie's mum likes to say, be reasonable. Be reasonable, be reasonable. My pick for this week, and it might not be a total penny-pinching venture, but I really would recommend anyone who has the time to go see The Florida Project. I know I said that Phantom Thread was my favourite film of the year, but it has to. it's probably going to tie with The Florida Project. If you haven't seen The Florida Project yet, just yeah. go and see it. Go see it again. Get out your checkbook and get yourself a ticket. It's playing at Golden It's better than Call Me By Your Name. It's 100% better than Call Me By Your Name. It's playing at Golden Age Cinema on the 1st of Feb, which is also the day that Phantom Thread comes out. But definitely go see Florida Project. It's on... It has a small run over four nights and it's starting on Thursday through till Tuesday the 13th. Tickets range between $17 and $21. It's such a gem. I would have loved to have seen that at Golden Age Cinema, to be honest, on that glistening screen. But also on the 1st of Feb, there is a screening of... Lady Bird. I mean, you've got to choose between two Oscar movies. Lady Bird is a preview. Florida Project's probably, like, weaning itself off the cinemas. So if you really have to catch, like... Ladybird's coming out on the 25th of Feb so I mean my favourite thing about movies is getting to see them before everyone else because it's just I don't know it's just so fun and novelty that's why we love being in the States but um, at Randwick Roots it's $11 if you're a member so just become a member or it's like 17 if you're not whereabouts is it? Um, at Randwick Roots Randwick Roots yeah 
And uh, what else is happening? I mean, there's always the classic deals. So Randwick Ritz, $10 on Tuesdays. It's $6 after 6 for students on Mondays at the Hayden Orpheum. Um, Dendy Students, $8 on Wednesdays. Uh, and the Hornsby Odium is free on your birthday. So lie about that. Tuesdays, it's $8. And it's never more than 15 It's actually really reasonable out there. Can we just talk about Sierra again? How like, beautiful it was to see in real life? Okay. We definitely did leave that Trader Joe's. No, no, no. We definitely left that Trader Joe's just blasting some chandelier and some some Sia here. So we left it, and like I think the thing is, is it's really underestimated how much Sia comes into the movie world. She's written original songs for like the up, no, upcoming Fifty Shades. I feel like she wrote one for the last Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. She wrote one for Twilight, for Wonder Woman, the biggest blockbuster of last year. She's mm-hmm. been in Transparent. I mean, a film isn't a film without a Sia song in it. Let's be honest. Not <laughs> really, Sia. If you're listening to this, make yeah. us famous. See, let me just say the whole ploy about not being recognized in public uh, hasn't really worked because the oh minute you walked into that Trader Joe's, we recognized you straight away and we loved it. <laughs> and her hair was Paul's bag and yeah. she's got like a beautiful face I don't know why she hides it she's, she's so, so clear and she's open so and she's like probably the most successful like we think she's the, really the queen of pop like, yeah 100% she's owned it she's just amazing um, but that brings us on to celebrating another Australian woman we really wanted to spend some time and dedicate some time this week to really praising the talent that is 1990 born Margot Robbie Oof. love her turn in Itonia. She killed it. She killed it. I couldn't believe that movie. I am so happy that she's nominated for an Oscar. I can't wait to get excited just for that. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Margot Robbie has bounced back from her Suicide Squad notoriety. Tarzan. Tarzan. She has done... and saw that? She's done so well for herself, considering that the people that made that movie, Suicide Squad, got death threats because they thought it was so bad. And when you later... She had to do with the creep Jared Leto. The amount of scenes she had to do with him. He sent his, like, semen to everyone in envelopes. Oh, my God. So so upsetting. And, yeah, now she's nominated for an Oscar. So hopefully she can take the stage and just, like... uh, in, a, in all her badassness, just stick it to everyone and uh, go home with the, the golden statue. I think, like, honestly, if she doesn't get the award, her vocal coach should because it's so spot on. And I read some article about how much research they did and, like, how much they even changed the script just based on her, like, vocal strength and her quality of, like, learning American. <sighs> and then it's so like a weird thing. People train. I mean, it's probably more impressive that she trained to be a figure skater, but I feel yeah. like the vocals that. Really good. She's so amazing. I mean, Jack and I watched... uh, I remember Jack and I were in Cooktown in the north of Queensland, and Jack made me watch Wolf of Wall Street, which I was really reluctant to put on. And then Margot Robbie popped up out of nowhere, and she stole the whole show. Honestly... I know, she's like Skylar in Breaking Bad. It's like, I don't know why these disgusting, like, men shows don't just focus on... Totally. (laughs) Why is is Jonah Hill getting all the buzz for Wolf of Wall Street? It's actually Margot Robbie's uh, roundabout. I did not... Anyway... I'm just so I'm so buzzed for her. I'm so jazzed, and I cannot wait to see what she does next. I guess I think we're gonna wrap it up with that. Just like Margot for the Oscar. Margot for the Oscar. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be casting spells all around LA. Mm. We're probably gonna go to the Kodak Theater and oh, just yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Drop like burn some sage and totally. Oh my god, this place is full of spirits. Hollywood it's full is full of spirits. Of spirits. They uh, say it's Los Angeles, but it's more like a lost dead spirits. Every Angeles. street has just like hollowed out skeletons mm. of cinemas with mm. like no lights on the front. It's like a cemetery around here, to I be know. Marilyn Monroe kind of just, like, walks through mm, you. Yeah. Anyway. Hopefully Mother Robbie's spirit will haunt Hollywood forever because she's such a queen. Anyway, enough of that. Thank you so much for having us, Bridie, and we'll see you back in 
Back Down Under next week that in the good, studio. Huh? Yeah. I can't wait to be back. I don't know what's on next week, but I'm excited to find out and bring you everything you need to know on Movies, Movies, Movies. Go to the movies. Bye, guys. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.